Welcome back to State of Charge Podcast, fun weekly inspirational podcast to help keep your spiritual batteries recharged. We are your hosts, John Mann and Matt Swartz, here with Robert Watson, <laughs> our guest for our continuing discussion of uh, people from the Bible yes. and how they keep their batteries spiritually recharged. Yes, you know, I just, I'm going to, talking about being recharged, I just got back from vacation. And so I feel really recharged, not only spiritually, but just like overall health has been great to get away. And I know you're so going, yeah, on I go, I'm going on vacation tomorrow. Tomorrow. So I'm, I'm, you know, so this is like a two Robert, have passing. you been on vacation recently? Wow, guys, must be nice. Uh, yeah, no, actually, we, we were on vacation and uh, we, we spent some time down in Mexico. Nice. And uh, as a family and by family, I mean, like my brother, his seven kids, my mom, stepdad, yeah. my wife and I are three kids. So it's like. When I say family, I mean family, so like all of us. We don't call that vacation. We call we that, call that a, a trip. A trip. Yeah, that, yeah, for sure. So that was our whole discussion right before you left on your trip. So that's that's. So that, I've been on a trip recently. Been, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Our, yeah. our our big discussion in our family was I had to bring my wife around to this idea that like when we go like to the farm in Michigan, that's visiting family. That's not vacation. Mm-hmm. And it only took twelve years for us to get in that same sheet of music. <laughs> So, <laughs> so yeah, it's been fun. I'm glad to be back here. Robert, thank you so much for coming in. Yeah, man. Yeah, Seriously. No, my um, pleasure. You know, like we said, we've been talking about uh, Bible characters, and there have been some interesting... Well, the characters in the Bible are quite interesting. <laughs> they are characters. And, and I'm so glad that they are there. You know why? Because it helps me know that I'm kind of normal, you know? Yep. I don't think I'm qualified to be in a book of a Bible or a Bible character, but hey... There's, no, some, there's, there's some there's Jerry some Jerry really Springer's messed up people in the Bible. Yeah, there so, yeah, yeah there's some fine. Jerry Springer stories in there for sure, which is actually kind of comforting for me. So, and uh, we are going to be pleasantly, well, hopefully pleasantly surprised by who Robert has picked as his Bible character. <laughs> do, do we get a do we get a drum today? Roll? You know, and what he has seen from this person and how he keeps his spiritual batteries charged. So. Robert, who is your character that we're going to be talking about today? All right. So the, the obvious answer to this question would be, and, and John, you, you alluded to this earlier. Of course, the answer has got to be Jesus, right? And that's not who I picked. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and then you'd be like, well, okay, of course, it's, it's got to be Mary. You know, you got the Mary and Martha. And right. Martha's working, working, working. And Mary just enjoys just being at the feet of Jesus. Right. No, it's not that. No. I, I, okay. I want to go a little okay. more obscure. Paul. No, close, <laughs> close. You're knocking at the door. But the, the person I chose is Barnabas, who I actually, and until recently, never really paid a whole lot of attention to Barnabas, other than once in a while his name shows up in the Bible. Right. Uh-huh. And, and you see him in the book of Acts, and you, you see he just kind of he shows up here and there, but you have to really look closely to notice Barnabas. And, and yet, the, the more I've studied him, the more I've, I've learned about him, the more he's kind of become my hero. Of like, oh, there's a lot to learn from Barnabas. And the fact that we don't know who he is is testament even to who he was. Because mm. his his fingerprints are all over the New Testament church. And and most people don't know who he is. Well, tell us who he is. All right. So his his name actually isn't even Barnabas. It was a nickname given by the apostles to this guy. And it means son of encouragement. Because oh. everywhere he went, he just encouraged people. Okay, And, and so he was such a like... Let me see the best in people. Let me bring that out to where the apostles are like, dude, son of encouragement uh-huh. is showing up again. Here he comes, encouraging everybody. And so that that's where he kind of gets his name. And he's the one who vouches 
for Saul of Tarsus when everybody's like, this guy's just infiltrating us mm. to have us killed, to have us arrested. And he goes, no, I think Jesus changed this guy's life, guys. Let's, let's give him a shot. Because that's right after Saul's conversion, yeah, yeah. right on the road. <laughs> and, and so he's the one there. And then he's also the one who's like, you know, when they're saying, hey, these Gentiles are putting their faith in Jesus and, and receiving the Holy Spirit. Like, is this legit? And they need to be Jewish. They need to follow all of our rules. And Barnabas goes and checks it out and comes back and goes, guys, they, they've received the Holy Spirit. God's doing something mm-hmm. here. Let, let's let's not stop what God's doing. Let's support what God's doing. And so you just see his fingerprints kind of all over the place in the New Testament. And, and so I'm a huge fan of, of Barnabas. And I there's this other moment in the story of Acts where... It, it's always Barnabas and, and Paul, mm-hmm. Barnabas and Paul. And, and the order of the names in the Greek matters because you put the most important person first. And there's this moment then where Paul, Saul, same guy, uh, he, he gets up and he talks to this community and a bunch of people put their trust in Jesus. He reasons, he says, let me, let me tell you about what God did in my life, shares his testimony. People put their faith in Jesus. And from that moment forward, it becomes Paul and Barnabas instead uh, of Barnabas yeah, and Paul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Barnabas mm. is never stressed out about it. Mm. He's never concerned about it. He he just continues to support. And then there comes a point where he, he's vouching for a guy, and, and Paul's like, no, this guy, John Mark, he left us when we were on yeah. our missionary journey. And, and Paul's like, no, I want nothing to do with this guy. And Barnabas is like, no, he's God's, God's a God of second chances. Let's give this guy a shot. Right. And, and so then you have Paul and Timothy go on their journey, and, and John Mark and Barnabas go on their journey. We don't know it because it's... He didn't write Acts. So we have all the things that happened with Paul, but we don't know what happened with Barnabas. Except at the end of Paul's life, he says, hey, send for John Mark, who's been a great help for Mm -hmm. me in my ministry. So we know how the story ends, that Barnabas ends up restoring this guy into ministry and all that. So again, he's just behind the scenes, but he's getting so much done. And I love that all throughout the story, it was never about him. Hmm. Which is why I think he could do what he did, why I think he was an encourager, why I think he wasn't afraid to, to push Paul into the spotlight and, and to kind of step back and, and play second fiddle or whatever. Like it, it, it didn't, it didn't bother him. Didn't stress him out, whatever. He was just more interested in the mission of what God was doing mm-hmm. than his identity being wrapped up in all of it. Was that. there, was there a moment in your story where like you remember Barnabas becoming like, you know, I mean, is, is there a connection to your own story? Like, wow, this guy in this season of life, and now I really resonate with. Yeah. I think, I think what I like about Barnabas is, is he's so countercultural. But if you think of our culture, success is how, how do I make my name big? Yeah. How, yeah. how do I become successful by all of the metrics that we use, whether it's followers, likes, whatever it is. It, it's about, you know, little little pockets of fame in the grand history of the world, which, by the way, everyone's going to forget who we are 100 years from now, including yeah. our own families. That's just the brutal reality of of life, which is so you that, think it's going to take a hundred years for them to forget us? Well, you know, because we have all, all <laughs> no, this, we've, it's probably more like 50. Like 50. <laughs> I feel like since we've been curating so much content for the next generation of yeah. look what I ate for lunch, all of these. You know, look at my Instagram, I, I posted all the pictures of the food I ate for years and years, and our great great grandkids would be like, Wow, that's that's incredible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, we'll be forgotten. A hundred years is, yeah. yeah, that's that's being generous, but yeah. So that kind of alludes to why you, uh, or why his name is the encourager, right? Um, When you think of people who are encouragers, they're really not looking for the spotlight. Mm -hmm. They really are there to help promote other people, right? And to push them along and encourage them and that may not otherwise be encouraged to do something. And, And from what you are saying here, you are 
you see that even with Paul, mm-hmm. probably one of the most influential people in the New Testament, and Barnabas was able to speak into his life. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and and there there's a there's a passage. I actually don't have the whole Bible memorized, so forgive me for not knowing the passage. But there is a, a passage of the Bible that uh, you know the the one who refreshes, he also will be refreshed. Mm-hmm. That, that oh, there's yeah. a way God has wired life and and mm-hmm. humanity, and and when we encourage others there's actually there, there's a soul filling component to that uh, same thing when we choose to serve others i mean he gave paul all of all of this attention which is really the essence of, of what love looks like right it's it's giving your attention to something hmm. and and he gives all this attention to paul and and gets to see him become the man that, that god wired him to be and, and accomplish great things i mean next to jesus hmm. you'd make the argument paul's the most influential person right in, in history for the for the church and and barnabas is the one that said no let's give this guy a shot so to Mm. see that to experience that and i believe he experienced a soul satisfaction in in being able to just be witness to that and be a small part of that through his encouragement you got the verse i'm i I haven't found it yet but i I, I wanted to say it was malachi but that could be wrong so it's interesting Uh, i was just in this discussion about how are you willing to not be the person that has to get all the attention? Uh, literally, just on the way here, uh, my wife and I have been going through the Bible in the year. Second year that we've done it in a row, just in recent history. This year, we've been listening to it, though. So last year, we read it all out loud. Now, real quick, Matt. Yeah. This is a, so one of my dear friends and I, we, we debate this all the time. Does that count as reading? If it's if it's being read, yes, yes, it does. Yes, we all agree on this. Yes. we're all on the same page. Hey, man, Audible subscription, man. How do you think I get through all the books I get through in a year? Yeah, it's called Audible 30, at, at thirty two minute times drive speed. in, a thirty minute drive back. Yeah. I get an hour of reading in every day. That's right. Okay. Okay. Two okay. times speed, man. I'm getting through the book twice as all fast. Right. I just want to know who I was no, talking no, it's to. good. Just somebody but, thinks that that doesn't count as reading, and yeah. I totally disagree. And I, it's, no, it's good, man. You're 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 okay. you're, you're in a safe space. You're such here, an encourager. Well, yeah. Well, here's the big argument on that. If, if somebody if somebody reads using Braille, you don't go. Well, you didn't actually read it. <laughs> uh, and so, however you get the content, that's right. It's, that's it's right. The content. So that's right. We're man. on the same page. Go ahead. So you know, you 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 go through the entire year, like just waiting to get to October, because now finally you'll hit the New Testament, right? So you know, so now mm-hmm. we're now we're in the Gospels, and and so you're, it's all like the ministry of John the Baptist right now. And there's this moment where John the Baptist is being confronted by his disciples of like, hey. Like people are following Jesus now. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're messing with our ministry. Yeah. And John's statement, our right? Are dwindling. Yeah. What's John's happening? statement yeah. is, "Hey, he must increase and I must decrease." That's like a Barnabas hmm. thought, right? Like he was he's okay with this. That hey, Paul's ministry is obviously going to flourish now. I was instrumental in that, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's just something in character, right? Of of that point of they their motives for what they're doing and i think that's what you're pointing out with barnabas that that i agree with and i love that his motive is gospel advancement mm-hmm. not not am i going to be recognized you know the other thing that i see too is yes he was an encourager but i think he was also a peacemaker mm-hmm. yeah he was you know especially with paul and with john mark they went their separate ways and it was like, that's where he had some influence in over Paul. It was like, hey, no, let's give this guy a second chance. Even at the end of Paul's ministry, we see that. And so who knows those in-between stories mm-hmm. that aren't written, mm-hmm. you know, of when he was an encourager, when he was a peacemaker, when he was, you know, 
traveling um, and, and doing ministry things throughout the day. I'm sure there's a lot of, we've kind of fun to know what those stories are, you yeah. know, that aren't written down somewhere. Yeah. There's also, so there's another kind of obscure moment. He, he sold stuff just to give to the poor. So we know, we know he was mm-hmm. a, a man of, uh, of wealth. He had property. He sold it, gave hundred percent of it away. Like he, hmm. he, he was very, very generous and he used his, so being an encourager, being generous, he had built so much influence with people and he didn't use it for himself. He always used it for, for others. And, hmm. um, you, you mentioned the point of being a peacemaker. He, there, there was racial discord hmm. between Jews and Gentiles. And, and he goes with all of his influence and says, guys, the gospel's so much bigger than whatever issues you have here and, and was an advocate for that. And, and again, all of this influence, all of this power, uh, and, and he goes, man, how can I build up the mission of what God is doing with hmm. all of that? And, uh, and my guess is he slept real good at night, yeah. <laughs> knowing yeah. That, yeah. that it wasn't about him and, and that he could just contribute what, what God had, had given him, blessed him with, whether that was influence, all that. And uh, there's there's something beautiful about all of that. Yeah. You know, we're kind of stumbling onto something here, I think, that we can talk a little bit about. You know, where we see a lot of, you know, the first shall, that shall be last, you know. And when we look at the, the Beatitudes, um, you know, blessed are the things that we think are opposite are going mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. to gain. And the things that we think should gain are going to be least important, right? And we see that all throughout Scripture, especially in, in Jesus' life. And you would think that when you're exerting a lot of these things, like you're constantly encouraging people, you're constantly having to be a peacemaker, you're selling things for for the poor. I think that there's this misnomer that those are things that are going to be wearing me out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When in fact, it's just kind of the opposite. He slept good at night, mm-hmm. right? There was no worry in the world. He, he wasn't having any... Yeah any challenges there. And I think that there's something for us to learn there in that, that reverse psychology kind of. Well, I, 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 even as we're talking about this, I'm challenged by the fact that, um, you know, in in the, all all that matters is God and people. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and so in that there's, I, I understand personality wise, there are some people that are more energized by task. And task needs to get done. And some people that are more energized by people and, and people matter. Right. And it, it's, I think what what I look at the vision of a guy like Barnabas is I'm gonna I'm gonna go heavy in the people because I think that's gonna accomplish the task more. And you're talking about John Mark. I mean, we we get the Gospel of Mark from this guy, that's right? right? Yeah. You know that that's that that's amazing. That had somebody not been an advocate of, I see something in you, even if this other prominent leader doesn't. Mm-hmm. Like that's huge. Yeah, absolutely. And and yeah you're hitting the nail on the head and uh the the whole task people yeah we are energized different way but at, at the core of it too it's he's he's using what god has given him to serve others whether that's people right. whether that's task whether right. that's encouragement whether right. that's going out and putting together the feeding program and matt have you ever been on a mission trip before <laughs> yeah look a couple a couple okay uh i i know that about matt matt and i have, have worked together yeah. for almost yeah. two decades now and yeah. um wow yeah isn't that crazy yeah i just by the way just this the listeners probably don't care about this but i literally just found friday night at the grand canyon the journal entry talking about if it's the last thing i do i was going to hire you <laughs> so it's, it was funny i actually tore it out you know if you want to see a copy wow, of it, that's so. amazing you need to start you need to start recycling your journals because that's <laughs> no uh, no 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 I, I i burned them okay. <laughs> <laughs> so. but on on mission trips how many times have you 
had this conversation almost verbatim of somebody who took that step, went, I'm going to go and mm-hmm. I'm going to serve people. I'm going to go change yeah. the world. I'm going to go transform the life of an individual. And they're crying at night, debriefing, going, I can't believe how much this has benefited me. Yeah. I feel bad how much this yeah. is like fueling my soul. And how can I, it's like a drug. Like, how can I experience more of this? Like, man, what those kids did for me today, like these impoverished kids or whatever that were joyful or were, and you thought you were going to serve them. There is something upside down that, that is counter-cultural of you, you go and you serve and you, you put other people's needs before your own and you take yourself out of that spotlight and you put somebody else in it that, that actually fills you up mm-hmm. in ways that all the things we think will fill us up don't. It, right. it delivers what everything else promises and, and fails to deliver on. And, uh, and, and so, yeah, to, to your point of... It is countercultural, and, and Matt, to your point of, yeah, whatever it is, whether it's task, whether it's people, uh, there is something fueling and giving. Serving yeah. other people actually serves us, in a, not to make it sound like it's about you know, bringing it back to serving us, but it does serve you to serve other people hmm. uh, in, in a, again, totally counterintuitive way. Well, I love how there's that counterintuitive part to it, but also how God uses our humanity. It's kind of like the reward, right? If if we understood more that we were going to have that experience by serving, you know, logic would say we would serve more because mm-hmm. we're, we're human and we're wanting to be filled as well. Um, and uh, I think that that whole me, 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 me aspect is really what drains us more than mm-hmm. the serving you, you, you. Well, and it's interesting. So, And I just realized something as we're sitting here. We, we give no context to our listeners of, of who you actually are. So we probably should say, so Robert is the teaching pastor at Sun Valley Community Church, a multi-site church in Arizona with seven campuses soon, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So almost working on number work, seven. Working on number yep. seven. And uh, so that's context is because if I, this next statement. So you were, you were preaching uh, a couple series ago and, and in your message, you were specifically talking about people that, that have invested in your life mm-hmm. and just kind of given this list of names mm. When, when we when we think of a Barnabas, I, I think that a great action point for all of us is actually to apply what you said that day in that message, which is kind of list out the, mm-hmm. the people that have poured into you that have brought you where where you are today. Because if there is, you know, and, and this really hit me this weekend because uh, you know I'm, I'm I'm going through journals of. 1988, 1989. Mm-hmm. And Are you the, really burning them? Oh yeah, it, it's it's a I, I, not not for a, a future episode. I'm gonna okay. talk about this future episode. <laughs> Spoiler it, wow. it, it's it's All cathartic, right. man. Like you go through, you 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 just kind of catch the highlights and just like, hey, this journal was for that season. Got this it. is not some future movie made about Matt Swartz. But something that was really clear, that guy in 1988 was a freaking mess. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I, I bet you I, I could go through and I could just, it's not just about naming people. Like all of a sudden, I, the other journal I accidentally brought with me was one that was from 2011. Mm-hmm. And that guy, not perfect, but like leaps and bounds ahead of guy from 1988. Mm-hmm. And I know that the difference, the game changer there was people. Yep. Hmm. And that, to me, like I, 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 you know, I spent time Friday night at the Grand Canyon as I'm throwing these pages into the fire. I'm thinking about people that literally were... And this is the big differentiation for me. I didn't need people to be in the bleachers, in the stands for me. I needed people on the field with me. Mm-hmm. And that's the people that, that transformed me. The, the mm-hmm. people that weren't just passively cheering me on from the stands, but literally got out on the field and, and walked through it. And that's a part of us, right? Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's literally, um, 
how much was at stake when he literally stood up to people that were the, the leaders and said, yeah. hey, this guy, I'm going to vouch for him even though he's just been killing us. Yeah. Like, I mean, how much was at stake? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything. Yeah. All his reputation. His reputation. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, tying this back to the theme of the podcast, mm-hmm. State of Charge, mm-hmm. you know, um, Robert, in your own life, how have you seen being an encourager, being a peacemaker, walking alongside of other people as a dad, as a husband, as a pastor? How have you seen those things in your life encourage you and, and keep you spiritually filled? Yeah. Wow. I, I thought we were talking about Barnabas. Now it's got personal. Um, <laughs> Yeah, there's a there. There are seasons um, I, I can look back on my life that I really fell kind of down that 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 tunnel of self centeredness, and I can tell you in every instance that's when I've been the most miserable hmm. in my life. There's this moment where Jesus is with his disciples and it's a famous passage if you're familiar with the Bible in John 15. He's talking about finding the branches and all that, and and he's talking about he, he wants us to experience what he's experienced for all eternity with mm-hmm. the Father and the Spirit and this this unity and this joy, which Jesus' life is marked with joy. When he talks about his joy, he doesn't have to describe it and explain it. Everybody listening knows exactly hmm. what he's talking about. Um, and, and he says, I, I want my joy to be in you. And so here's what you do. Go, lo- go love one another. And so I look back on my life, and I look back on seasons where it, it, I've been very admittedly self-centered and, and just so miserable. And then I look at those seasons where even though I didn't want to, um, th- there's times that, you know, you get the phone call and you go, I don't, I don't want to go. Mm. I don't want to go to the hospital. I don't want to go to this place. I don't mm. want to, I'm just exhausted. Mm-hmm. And, and you go and you do that. And, and then you look back and you realize that was some of the richest moments yeah. Yeah. of just yeah. life and relationships and, and all of that. Uh, same thing with parenting. Like, it's it's not all vacations. There there are times where it's like, okay, I am cleaning up after this baby that can only make a mess. That you know, that, and it's just <laughs> you're thinking, what what did I do here? Like this this is exhausting. We had three kids in three years, and so we we're like just diapers everywhere, and mm-hmm. I just exhausting. Wow. But in that season, it's funny. You get married, and you realize how selfish and self centered you are, and you got to start to adjust and adapt and and learn what it means to love, which is to to get out from underneath that self centeredness. And then you have a kid, and you're like, oh, I didn't even scratch the surface when we got married. Like, there's even more self centeredness they got to deal with. Then you have another kid, and then you have another kid, and it just continues to to reveal this. Uh, you know, we are so self centered. I can't I can't think of even a better word, but absorbed and like I, my thoughts to be completely honest, are about me mm-hmm. way more than anybody else. Yeah. And, and so to learn to undo that and, and learn to experience the joy that Jesus says he, he will experience when we learn from his example, do what he modeled for us. Um, and, and so I've seen that in, in the hard moments. Again, never do I actually want to do those things. Mm-hmm. It's on the other side of it. It's on the other side of that obedience that I can look back and go, man, that fueled me in a way. Yeah. And, and that, that transformed me in a way that, that I didn't expect going into it. So I... I've just seen it in my own life. It's on the other side of obedience that then I go, I get it now. Hmm. I see what Jesus is talking about. You know, on the flip side too, when we are with people who are like a Barnabas and we get encouraged Mm -hmm. by them, that also recharges our batteries too. You know, and so when we think of how that makes us feel feel when we have somebody fighting on our side, Mm -hmm. encouraging us and, and spurring us on in those things, and we get that um, adrenaline rush, so to speak. 
just think of how much us being able to do that to other people, yeah. what that's doing for them as well. But yeah. I think you're tapping on to something we've, so it t- requires two different types of openness. It's openness to let God use us in the lives of other people. So we have to have margin in our life for that, right? Because mm-hmm. the only way God can use us is if we're creating space for the Holy Spirit to move in us, right? Mm. But then we have to be open also for other people to be used by God in our lives. Mm-hmm. And, and, and both of those matter. Because if, if I'm only going to be like, no, I only, be, I only want to be used in the lives of other people, well, that's, that's trying to operate from a position of strength. And, mm-hmm. and again, everything's flipped upside down in the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. I also have to be open then to say, God, allow my soul to be open to people mm-hmm. that, that are going to be that into my life. Yeah, it's not and or, it's both it's and. It's both and, right? yeah. It's not or either or, it's both and. It's, you know, we need to be that peacemaker, and we need to let people speak into us yeah. when we need that that encouragement or that reprimand or that just, hey, did you think of it this way? Mm-hmm. You know, not that it's right or wrong, but just to give us a different perspective on some yeah. things. That's very, very helpful for us. Well, think think about in your minds right now, who, who are the most joyful people you can imagine that you know exist, that you can, like, picture in your mind and then the follow-up, and, and, and if you're listening, think of somebody right now that you know, man, they just exude joy. And then a- answer this question. Are they are they generous? Mm-hmm. Are they yeah. encouraged? Do they pour out into other people's lives? And I guarantee you, I don't know who you're imagining, I guarantee you the answer is yes. Yeah. And, and if you then mm. also imagine, who are the most miserable yeah. people? Yeah. Like, don't, don't say it out loud. I don't want to put it on anybody, <laughs> but, but just, you know. And my guess is they're pretty self-absorbed. Yeah. And, and there is, again, everything Jesus says is brilliant. There, there, there's so much truth, and, and there is a, a connection between those. I think of, like, Bob Goff. Like, when I think yeah. of Joyful, I'm yeah, like, yeah. yeah. And that's that good. guy, his, his whole thing is like, how, how can we bless people? You know, like, that's all he's doing is going around like, and, and yeah, God has blessed him to be a blessing. And, and so, but he does something with yeah. that. Yeah. He could just be sitting on his own somewhere. Instead, he's hanging out at Disneyland, mentoring young adults. He's, yeah. you know, going and speaking to things and helping advocate for those who, who don't have a voice around the world. And he's doing all these wonderful things. And the joy just mm. continues to, it seems like there's no stop to it. Mm. Right. With that, though, he's always allowing himself to have margin. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he's a very busy person, mm-hmm. you know, but yet he allows margin for those things to happen. I think sometimes when I'm sitting at my desk and I'm really busy and it's at that moment when somebody just wants to come up and talk and I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't have time to talk right now. Yeah. But then you, you give that yourself that margin and that freedom to do it. And then afterwards you're like, that was good. Yeah. So that was good. I, I'd said it wasn't Jesus, but now here I keep coming back to Jesus. Um, <laughs> it's, you can have more than one character, okay. Robert. Well, it's hard to be. Yeah, of course, the answer is always Jesus. That's always the right answer. Um, but he was never in a hurry. Right. He's saving humanity. Right. The most important job. And he's doing it in a really short amount of time. Yeah. He, he is saving humanity from their sin. And yet he's so interruptible. Yeah. If, if you read the Gospels, it's interruption after interruption. There was margin there. And and I, I might be sharing this um, coming up this weekend. I, I'm not sure yet. But I've, I've been looking at the, the moment mm. that Jesus is on the cross. So literally the most important thing anybody has ever done in the history of the world. He's doing that in that moment, paying right. the, the right. penalty for yeah. sin for, for humanity. Mm-hmm. He's in excruciating pain. It's where we get the word excruciating from. And what does he do? 
He prays for the people who are around him. Mm-hmm. He has a conversation with the thief next to him on the right. cross and leads him to salvation. Right. He looks at his mom and says, this is your son. Looks at John, his friend. He, Jesus has nothing to give in this moment except for his this mom. relationship with his friend and goes, yeah. take care of my mom. He's, he's left margin somehow in this moment to serve mm. the people around him. He continued mm. to model that right until the moment he gave his last breath. And mm. I just go, man, I, I'm too busy. I got yeah. too yeah. many important things to go. Like, and I, I'm not great at this at all. Like I, I find myself in the exhausted, like I don't have time for any of this. Um, but then I look at Jesus and go, man, what am I doing wrong here? Cause he, he, he kept margin for everybody. But all the I, time. I think you're, you're, you're talking about, Jesus, who even before that three years of ministry, and even in that moment on the cross, we in our economy we would say he wasted thirty years to to get it going, hmm. right? Thirty years, you know, basically doing manual labor. Hmm. You know? I mean, and it's hmm. it's like, and so I, I think if we're going to going to look at the how much margin he create, you know, he he leveraged that time. Well, ninety percent of his life, right? To to, to be ready mm. for that three years, mm. and and I, I think we I think we have to just continue to always come back to this idea of what you're talking about of, um, the more we max out our lives, the the less room we have to be generous, especially as it relates to people. I, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. It's hard. So I have a question for us, and I'll even answer this one. Ooh, are you the question guy, John? Kind is that of. Like, is that your thing? I don't know. Okay, kind of. I don't know. Matt always has the really like smart <laughs> like dialogue. I just get the dialogue started. All right, all right. <laughs> Who who's a Barnabas in your life, Matt? Well, for me, it's Chris Staffeld. Mm. So uh, when I came uh, over twenty years ago to Sun Valley, this kid would have been in my junior high ministry, mm-hmm. and is literally my best friend. Wow, and. Uh, he is long story very short but there was this moment where he came back to faith called me up and said hey uh i want to spend time with you can you meet me at starbucks tomorrow morning and i'm like dude absolutely what time 5 30 and i'm like <laughs> holy crap I'm, I'm not now i'm up all the time at 5 30 but at, at that moment in my life i was not a 5 30 morning person and um i stepped into that relationship for what I could offer him. And what I didn't understand is that God was putting, reconnecting us that relationship for how God was using in my life. Hmm. Because uh, I think for me, it's, it's not just that I'm encouraged by him, but I'm, I'm challenged. Hmm. Um, Cause there was a point in this kind of reconnecting where I realized I needed to up my game for how serious I was about personally growing because he was going to, he was going to leave me in the dust. Nice. Robert. Yeah. I, I feel like, I have so many different Barnabases. Is that the plural? Barnaby. Barnaby. Lots of Barnaby in my life. Um, I, I live next door to my brother. Uh, we, we have that whole compound thing going on. Mm-hmm. John, I know you know what I'm talking about there. And uh, That's true. I'm sitting with two different guys that have family yes. compounds. This yes. is, wow, this is a moment. And, uh, and, and he, I mean, my childhood was rough. He was, he was a rough big brother. But now uh, he, he's been a, a great encourager all along the way. Um, and uh, he and his wife both. And uh, that, that's been a great relationship. I, I have friends from my small group. Hmm. Um, and it, it's funny. You, f- you start to, f- once you find a Barnabas, you're like, where are we going to hang out next? 
when are we going to hang out? <laughs> like, when can we get back together again? Like, uh, it, it just, it's so good for the soul. And so I, I have a buddy that, um, recently started running with him and, uh, and he's just a great encourager and asks good questions and, and all mm. of that. I, I mean, I, it's a long list. And, uh, and when I look back and Matt, to your point earlier, I forget that. Like if you mm-hmm. just asked me point blank, I'd be like, I, I, I don't know. Uh, but if you pause for 10 seconds mm-hmm. and you start to think about it, it's like, oh, wow, I've had encourager after encourager. I, I, I called somebody who I hadn't talked to in years uh, today and they were like, man, here, here's, here's what I see in you. And just such great encouragement. I was like, I wasn't expecting this on this call. I just had a quick, you know, wow. touch base. And, and yeah, God uses people all the time. I think mm-hmm. it, it's more of just, are you aware of, of who he's using and, and are you also making sure you say, when are we going to hang out again? Yeah. You know, I've been blessed to be a part of really a village of people who are encouragers in my life. Um, and, and, you know, we have been to others as well, but, uh, the ones that really kind of rise rise up for me, uh, there's two. Would be my my dad. He's he's a mm-hmm. he's a generous encourager. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always said if I could be half as generous and as encouraging as he is, I'm doing all right. And then um, is is my wife. She's always encouraging people. I mean, I get worn out watching her, mm-hmm. and yet she's always full. She's like, always full, yeah. and I'm just like, man, I, I'm just tired watching the things that fill you up. <laughs> wow. so, so. My, my wife had a, a season that she was like, she was exhausted. And so she called up John's wife and was like, we needed to, to talk. And then she would always come back. So just energized by, by Darby. And she's a huge blessing to, to her yeah. as well. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, so w- I think that's a good place to end because yeah. what we can do for ourselves and for those that are listening is look for the Barnabas to be, to speak into your life, mm. be that encourager, be that peacemaker for you, but also be that for other people. Mm-hmm. And Robert, to your point, um, tr- you know, see if you can outrun what fills you up when you're doing those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Cause most likely you, you're not going to outrun that pace. It's going to fill you up more than it's going to drain you. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that keeps our, our spiritual batteries charged. That's right? awesome. Yeah. Robert, thanks, man. Yeah, thank, thank you guys for having me on here. Thanks so much for being here. Uh, for those of you that join us we uh, weekly basis on Wednesdays, join us next week as we talk about more Bible characters. And we're going to be doing this remote because Matt's going to be calling in from Utah. From Zion National Park. So that will be fun to, to I'll have the much better view between the two of us. You you will. I will be jealous. So thanks uh, thanks so much for, for listening and uh, share the podcast out. We appreciate you guys uh, taking uh, taking time out to listen.